Welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. This week, we have very special guest, my dad, Brad Smith. He was a high school counselor for his career. Before that was an incredible radio DJ. You get to hear more about it in the upcoming episode. But if you have ever felt a little confused about what you should do for a career, or you feel like you're a little bit listless and wish that you were doing something with more purpose, this is the episode for you. Um, There's a really great resource that my dad will share at the end. Um, And again, as I said, at the as I will say at the end of the episode, be sure to reach out and um, ask any questions you may have on the hotline. Um, Yeah, nothing more to share about that. I'm so looking forward to you hearing all of what's coming up. (laughs) Let's tune in. Welcome to the show, Dad. Thank you. It's good to be here. (laughs) So for everyone out there who is unfamiliar with Brad Smith, why don't we give a little bit of a background on where you started? Just so so everyone knows, Dad was an incredible high school guidance counselor who was able to see every single one of his students graduate, Hmm. which is... A legacy in and of itself, and of course, it makes me emotional think hmm. talking about it. But as everyone listening can tell, you have a fantastic voice. Hmm. So obviously, you know you've done something. You did something before doing the high school uh, counselor career. Exactly. Can you share a little bit about what your, um, you know, how what what you did leading up to? Uh, yeah, yeah. That high school counseling career. Yes. I for ten about ten years, I guess. I was uh, I was in radio and uh, on the radio in various uh, uh, with various stations, primarily in Sacramento and then uh, KNBR San Francisco for a short period of time. And uh, but I began in radio uh, thanks to my my uncle Jim Wilson uh, up in Grants Pass, Oregon, and uh, he had invited me up to uh, hang out with them and stay the summer basically. On three different summers, um, and he was going to coach me on, on on announcing style and all that kind of thing, and uh, and I, I had been just totally over not overwhelmed, but uh, just uh, I just loved radio, watching them do their thing on the air you know, all those years when I was a little kid. Um, so uh, he, after the announcing lessons he gave me over the s- several weeks, he told me he was going to give me a, 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 a an actual. Uh, evaluation on whether I was going to make it or not, and uh, after that three three weeks or so, he says, "I think you can do this." You know, so that's what we did. I, I continued to work with him, and uh, uh, so I worked with him in the like the first summer, and then I turned eighteen years old, uh, uh, somewhere in there, and uh, got a job at a tiny station in Roseville, California, near where I lived. And uh, working the weekends as a rookie disc jockey, <laughs> so that that was neat. Um, and I was, uh, like I say, I was I was very much in love with radio at the time. It seemed magical, uh, you know, and playing the music and having a good time with another announcer on the air. That kind of thing was it was really neat for me. I enjoyed the the whole, the whole uh, ambiance of that. Um, and so uh, I got my degree in radio at San Francisco State University, and. Uh, and then you know began in in the industry, uh, and I, I really enjoyed the announcing part. But oddly enough, 
um, I, I really had trouble with the how, how inconsistent uh, uh, a living was in radio in that I you you easily get fired <laughs> and I was several times myself yeah uh, so uh, I somewhere along the line there oh my by year seven or eight I really started to reevaluate things and uh, I put myself in counseling to figure it out and uh, the, uh, the the therapist uh, helped me to uh, understand that uh, I really enjoyed being in service to people helping people out as opposed to performing all the time and having that uh, incredible pressure to uh, uh, to do be to be good every day on the air as yes. a performer, and that's what really made my interest in radio fade fade, uh, because I just didn't uh, want to put up with uh, that pressure all the time of possibly losing my job, you know, and I because I wanted to build something, and the idea of wor- working with people, uh, individuals, and helping them out. Uh, helping them understand themselves, that really appealed to me. And I, I discovered that that's something that, that was part of me from early on, that yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, you know, helping people, uh, even before radio and you know, when I was a kid, that kind of thing. So uh, I went back to graduate school um, and got my master's degree in counseling at Sac State and um, very fortunately connected with... Uh, you know, one of my instructors, one of my professors, uh, was connected to the schools. It, it was a retired uh, counselor himself, and discovered this job uh, down in uh, Fairfield, and I, that's where I got my first counseling job. Then, as a, as a high school counselor in Fairfield, California, and that was lasted about four years, I believe. We had a bit of a budget crunch, and well, a bunch of us lost our jobs. Kind of felt like radio for a minute. <laughs> So, uh, uh, but I got fortunate again. Somebody had called my school and said, do you have somebody who's available we could interview because we have an opening at our school, which was Galt High School in Galt, California, south of Sacramento. And uh, I interviewed for that, and I nailed that job. And so I spent my next 24 years, uh, or around that, yeah, 24 years That's what that was, um, uh, as a counselor there at Galt High School. That's amazing. And, you know, I actually remember going to that interview with you. Yes. (laughs) I remember because I think she even let me come into the room with you. Wow. She probably did. I don't know if it was the initial interview or maybe Uh it was a follow-up. But I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, this is so wonderful. She was so lovely to, you know, let – and I remember you felt really warm about that, too. Yes. That it was a nice kind of smoke signal about – the environment yes. you were heading into. Exactly. Yeah, that was probably Harriet Boer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's so wonderful. <clears throat> so what um what just occurred to me also is how interesting it is that you kind of found that you had that experience of you know, something I share a lot on the podcast is you know how at at one point we might we kind of don't really fully understand or know a direction that we are heading towards, but we get we start to get the rumblings of it inside. Yes, and we start to it's it's like a kind of like a tap on the shoulder from God uh-huh. <laughs> of yeah. like this isn't totally it uh-huh. anymore. Yes, which was how I felt about radio. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and how inspiring it is that you listened to it. Hmm. You know, and 
and it's kind of a really neat segue um, into kind of what I wanted you to share more about and how you and one of the, your favorite things that you did with the kids mm-hmm. uh, with the with the personality test. Um, and we'll get into that, but it's so interesting that you yourself experienced that shift inside, mm-hmm. and you honored it. Yes, and explored it and got curious about it mm-hmm. instead of what I think a lot of people do, and it's a very human thing. So it's it's wonderful to recognize as like a universal trait to humans is that when we're kind of going after something that we always believed we would do, like. You know, from a young age for you, mm-hmm. you so looked up to, you know, your uncle mm-hmm. and and all of the experience that you had and all of the love that surrounded those memories. So then when you arrived to that career, and of course, I know that you totally enjoyed it at the beginning. I and did. Yes. Yeah. So that's fantastic. But that idea of... of you know, spending some time doing something that you always planned on doing and then realizing it's not the final step. Right. And knowing that it's okay to con- con- get curious about that. And begin to make a shift. Yes. Yeah. And that you can have a change of heart. Because I think what, what a lot of folks get caught up into is almost starting to get really uh, discouraged and thinking that there's something wrong with them, that the thing that they had gone after for all of their college education or mm-hmm. or even if they didn't go to school for it, but it's something that they've really, you know, been gunning after for most of their lives. Yeah. And then they get there and it's, you know, they realize that the idea of the occupation um, – Really was much more romantic in their head than it mm-hmm. than it is when you actually start living that life. Yes, and uh, instead of going, oh, this job or this career doesn't actually fit for me the way I thought it would, instead of seeing it from that perspective, a lot of folks start to beat themselves up mm-hmm. that there's something wrong with them that they headed in the wrong direction. Exactly. You know. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah I had a few few thoughts about, about that too when I was coming through. In that era, you know, but uh, uh, thankfully, I think it was due to the counseling that, that I was in myself uh, when I was the uh, the counselee um, that uh, I discovered that you know, like kind of like you're saying, it's a I was just needing to discover a deeper part of myself that was frankly more satisfying as a career mm-hmm. uh, than what I was doing in radio, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I still I still love radio to this day, you know. When I I hear a, a you know some some guys and having a good time on the air or, you know, playing music together, whatever that whatever that may be, you know. But I know that I had a a deeper calling, I guess you could say. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and to be in the counseling career, it was you know we all have our issues with management or whomever, but uh, on a daily basis. I loved going to work every day, you know, for most of 24 years there with that with that school. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I re- it was very satisfying. Yes. I'm so so glad I made that transition. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's inspiring. You know, it's and honestly, I think your path um and your openness and open-heartedness to encourage me to go after what made my heart sing. <laughs> Is what allowed me to step into 
going after being a professional dancer. Yes. And then you totally understood me mm-hmm. <laughs> when I said something is not being met inside. Yes, exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's when I started to really take an objective look at how, you know, I mean, I would be in the audition room, and while everybody had their backs turned towards, you know, you know, when it would become time where we would start dancing in groups mm-hmm. uh, to get assessed, uh, you know, most dancers turn their back to who's auditioning, so that way they don't get caught up in how well everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. and so that they can stay focused on remembering choreography. Yeah. And I would stay on the sidelines rooting people on. <laughs> and then it, when it was my turn to go, uh-huh. typically I would lose half the choreography because I realized <laughs> I was just caught up in the emotion of loving supporting people. There you go, yes. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I in fact, I recently had dinner with um, an old coworker of mine from the agency I worked at, and I was telling her, I said, Tanisha, I would truly, I would stand on the side, pay attention, and I would pay attention to who the casting directors and choreographers were looking at in the mm. groups. So if somebody looked like they were really like pointing at them and making notes, when that dancer would come off, I'd be like, hey, I think they're considering you for the job. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. But it made me realize that there was a lot of information there about what was kind of pulling me forward, what that ache was inside of me yes. of being more just like you in service to people mm-hmm. um, to be able to support them yeah, as yeah. opposed to being a performer all the time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So share a little bit about the um, Holland test and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll navigate the conversation a little bit here, but first and foremost, was that something that you first describe what it is? Uh, the Holland, it's the Holland Self-Directed Search is its original name, and uh, it's one of the surveys that uh, was introduced to us uh, while in graduate school at Sac State and uh, in, in our careers class, actually, uh, as a tool we could use with our clients once we became uh, school counselors. Uh, there was that. There was also the Strong Campbell career search, um, a couple of others also. And um, but as I took that survey and uh, you know studied it myself and my own results, uh, it really appealed to me at how how clearly it uh, define helped people define who they truly were, yeah. their their personality type, and and how it applied to the working world. That's that was a, a just a big key point. Uh, people tend to sort of uh, uh, step away or not acknowledge, I get That's the best, better word for it. They don't acknowledge uh, all the parts of themselves that they bring to the, to the world, you know, yeah. as human beings. And uh, this, this survey uh, has six different parts that you could uh, register points in as far as your strongest parts. Uh, it's got, there's the realistic, which is working out with your hands. Uh, enterprising, which is uh, somebody who is very good at uh, entrepreneurial types of things. Artistic, which is being creative. Uh, and let me see, then social, which is working in, in service to people. Uh, then also investigative, 
which is uh, somebody who likes the science-oriented things, mm-hmm. uh, using your mind to figure things out. And then finally, conventional, which is somebody who likes to work in an office setting primarily. They like the same kinds of ritual in, in an office-type work every day. They don't like much change. So, okay. So that's, that's, that's all that. And uh, so uh, you usually you just take your top three scores when you take that survey, uh, and that defines who you are, generally speaking. Uh, you, you, there's always you know uh, parts of that which are different for each individual because we're all unique human beings on this earth. Um, but uh, usually your, your top three and then your, your top score of those three is your primary identifier. Uh, and for me, being it was social, being being in service to people, um, and then my 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 next strongest was the uh, artistic, mm-hmm. and uh, being creative, and next was enterprising for me. So, uh, a counseling job, especially in a school setting, uh, is an exact fit for that S A E type person, yeah. social, artistic, and enterprising. Um, then uh, so what like what I try to what I'd like to try to transition into here is that some people's uh, 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 survey indicates that there's strengths almost equal among the top three scores, and that's what your your scoring came out uh, when when you took took the survey and took it. I always I had you take it again also a couple of years later. I remember yes, and uh, it kind of reaffirmed that uh, you needed to be in a in a career. Where you're in service of people and being creative and, and enterprising all at the same time. You know, where, what I'm trying to say is, you need to be in a in a in a career that was going to be uh, something where you had lots of control and where it took lots of your own gumption, I guess you could say, yep. to to make your career work. And that's the enterprising part, being equal with your social and and with your artistic. So. Whereas I, I would need to be in a service-oriented thing, helping people most of the time and being less enterprising. So yes, yeah. and that's what kind of uh, in you know sparked the idea um, around talking to you about this because uh, recently I was just you know just kind of thinking about different things with my business, and uh, I was on the phone with Dad. And I had honestly completely forgotten about what my about my scores and those things that had come up for me, and um, you know, Dad had said, you know, well, all of this makes sense, Jess, because of your your results of of those three those three things being equal: yeah. social, enterprising, and uh, artistic. And I don't think I had had a conversation with you about it since starting my business. Oh yeah. And it, you know, I couldn't believe that I had taken this test multiple times as a younger person. Right. And I've gone through two separate careers that satisfied parts of those. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like being a professional dancer really leaned into the artistic and enterprising. Yes. And then, you know, uh, you know, being an agent for dancers really was more of the uh, social artistic mm-hmm. with with actually the conventional, which is what drove me nuts because yes. that's what I couldn't stand yes. was having it be so non-changing as far yes. as the rhythm of the days. Yeah, yeah the, your, the conventional part of that profile would have been at least second, if not first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> as an agent. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it just didn't fit for me. Yes. And so I just was so in awe of the fact that 
here I had truly tumbled into creating this career for myself that is 100% on point Mm -hmm. with my results of that test. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, running my own business, being in service to others, and it takes having the artistic side of myself to be creating content, to be, you know, to be doing this, have any interest in wanting to, you know, share in this way on the podcast. Yes. Um, It's just, uh, it's quite mind-blowing. Right on. So... You would um, help the kids. You you really picked that up, and yes, I actually began to teach that in class. Yeah, yeah. I, of course, I would use that in in sessions with individual students. But uh, thankfully, earlier on, when I started there, I our, our management at that time was more more progressive, I guess you could say, and uh, allowed me to teach the Holland in class. Uh, and I went into English classes, which kind of connects with, you know, learning about yourself and writing about yourself, and it helps with the English skills also. You yes. Know? So anyway, I would teach that, and I have the, all the kids in each class take the survey, and uh, we would self-score it in those days. Uh, it was before computers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it manually, uh, but then they would understand more about themselves. So, and I would do this with sophomores every year, so they'd have the next couple of years to be to continue to explore things about themselves, and not make any judgments, yes or no, on their results, on on whether they, you know, because some some people do shift inside a little bit. Yes. And uh, and just allow that shift to happen. Yes. Let it be, yes. and uh, continue then to explore. You know those 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 uh, careers that that actually uh, uh, most closely fit uh, their survey results. Yes. Yeah. I think um, I think it's really important what you said is how we shift inside and don't judge it. Exactly. Not judging is huge. Yeah. I mean that's a life lesson for a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because when we start to <clears throat> judge it, that's when we feel stuck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't get any get anywhere because you're just you know, ruminating on on where, where where am I going? You know, yes. As opposed to allowing the ch- the, sh- the change to create it something a, a new avenue for yourself. Yes. And going with it, choosing to risk it, yes. going for it. Yes. Yeah. And something Mike and I talked about after um, you and I had had uh, you know had that conversation about it the other day, he said what's so fantastic about that test, which Mike's actually never taken, it'd be really fun to have him do it. Um, but uh, you know, he said it's it's not about kind of going through and and you know, it's not about labeling yourself mm-hmm. and then trying to see how you fit in the world. It's more about going inside yourself. Uh, you know that there's so many questions that are so wonderful that you can that help explore all these parts of yourself. Yes, to see what's there. To see what's there to discover. Yes, because yes. there's so much that we don't even realize about yes. ourselves. Exactly. You know, p- people kind of uh, go in this. You know, when they're trying to find a career. Um, and a purpose, really. Yes, life purpose that's satisfying. Yes, you know, everybody wants that, of mm-hmm. course. And we could be doing things day in and day out for a neighbor, for mm-hmm. a friend, for, you know, that we're not being paid for. And we don't consider that 
as an important part of who we are. Exactly. To think about that you could actually find something that that has that part of you integrated. Exactly, yes. And so that's what's so fantastic about this is that it's not about labeling something about yourself that that now you have to do this. Mm -hmm. It's it's really in line with what I teach, which is it's an inside-out experience. Yes, it sure is. Go inside, discover yourself, and see what that opens up for you. Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, my goodness, it's like the possibilities for a career go from quite narrow to really quite wide. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's really fantastic. So, I, you know... You clearly are really good at, at, at your first uh, <laughs> occupation, Dad, because we have blown through this in such a beautiful way and, and, that I, 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 you know, I, I don't really think we have much more to talk about on this. I, I definitely think I'd love to do this again with you, though, talking about different things. Sure, sure. If you'd like to come back on the podcast. Yes, exactly. Because uh, you're so easy to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Maybe we should share with our listeners the uh, the uh, website address so they can oh. take the survey if they want to. Yes, because it's free. It is free. Yes, uh, Holland, the, the the author of the test, actually sold uh, rights to State of California to put it on as a free uh, free option on on their on the California website. That's incredible. So if you'd like to take the survey and you can self score it on the computer. Uh, without any assistance from somebody like me, it's it's fun if you can get some help, but you can take it on your own and see results that you can use and connect with careers right online. Uh, it is uh, the address is cacareerzone.org. Okay, cacareerzone.org, and you'll be able to take a the survey online there. And uh, and I, like I say, actually be able to match careers uh, to your profile in the moment, and it's so and it's just that's a, to me is ex- just very exciting to be able to to have that happen. And they, you know, it's all thanks to computers being able to you know use that data instantly and create something for you. That's amazing. Yeah, because that's really the piece where in the past when you were doing it on paper. Where somebody would really need somebody like you. Yes, and yeah. you'd have to dig through the, the dig through the book and dig through the <laughs> all the charts you have to see which where is my survey and where's it going to fit, you know? Yeah. And this the computer act does most of the work for you, which is neat. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and if anybody has any questions about this, of course, please use the hotline at any time, um, because I can always reach out to my dad. I'm sure he would be willing to help me answer those questions sure. on air back again. Yeah. Um, and remember, that hotline number is 818-646-JESS. So that's 818-646-JESS. So you can call and leave me a message if you have a question for Dad, if you have a question for me, any topic requests. Um, and of course, as I always say, if you're feeling stuck about something, go ahead and let me know and I'll, and I'll give you a, you know, I'll talk you through it. Um, thank you so much again, Dad, for joining me. You're welcome. Glad it, to be here. <laughs> it is so wonderful to have you. And um, before we go... Any chance you want to give the people a little like that that NBC nightly news? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the script in front of me because I, I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. <laughs> just do the just do the Lester Holt one that just that you that you just did. Uh, let me see here. Uh, 
From Rockefeller Center, this is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. I can't. It's just too good. <laughs> I mean, you proved you proved your your mustard when you as you've been talking just by talking, but yeah. had to give the people a little bit of I'm sure of what they want. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, I love you, Dad. I love you too. Thank you yeah. so much again. You betcha. It was fun to be here. Fun to do it. Yeah. All right, everyone. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>